poker's legendary champions, next generation stars, and tireless ambassadors of the game, sharing their wisdom and guiding your journey to high achievement on the green felt. This is Tactical Tuesday on Chasing Poker Greatness with your hosts, Brad Wilson and John Chai. Welcome, 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 my friend, to another episode of the Chasing Poker Greatness podcast. As always, these are your hosts of Tactical Tuesday, Coach Brad Wilson and John Chai. John, how are we doing, sir? Doing pretty good. Got a mix of online hands and uh, one live hand today, so that the hybrid episode. Look at you. Look at you. Just live streets, online streets, doesn't matter. Battling. Just the just the, the hype up the the second half of this episode. The the live hand is the biggest plot that I've ever played in my life. Nice. When did this go down? Uh, last week. Last week, biggest pot you've ever played in your life. I don't know the results. I don't know anything about it. Yeah, I del- deliberately kept it from you because I, I knew that it was probably going to make make it mm. onto Tactical Tuesday. Well, that is a good little tidbit for the back half of the episode. <laughs> what, what's up with the the first half of the episode? Why why are uh, we even here? Why don't we just skip to that? So the first half of the episode are going to be two hands from uh, 500 Zoom. I've been making, as Brad knows, I've been making 500 Zoom play and explains uh, pretty much every day for like the last four or five days, uh, mostly for the, um, or not, not mostly, exclusively for the uh, Wolves Coaching for Profits program. Um, and so I have the biggest hand that I lost and the biggest hand that I won from uh, about the last I don't know, I'd say 6,500 hands of 500 Zoom that I've played in the last four or five days. Nice. And for those of you that don't know, uh, John became a partner in Wolves at the beginning of this year and has brought his tenacity with everything that he goes after towards coaching, teaching, facilitating others, getting better at poker. And it's been quite great to see. And uh, yeah, John's... Yeah, you've turned into a killer in the the coaching arena through <laughs> sheer effort and willpower. Yeah, three hour um, peonies. Yeah, three hour peonies. The 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 guy he will watch. He'll make a slide deck and presentation, and then he'll record it, and then he'll watch back his presentation and take notes on how to do it better before he does it the following day. Um, just you're you're a very dedicated man, and yeah, it's a pleasure. Just working on this project with you in the trenches together. It's basically the, yeah, me and you training, growing the wolves. Yeah. If you're interested in being coached by both Brad and myself, definitely shoot us an application at cpgwolves.com. Yeah, for sure. And uh, with that said, 500 Zoom, start out with a set of clubs on the button and you open three X and the big blind calls just don't know anything about the big blind because it's yeah. zoom. They check flop is nine, six deuce with the nine deuce of clubs. You have the ace eight of clubs. So you flop flush draw 32 in the pot. I imagine that you, you bet um, could really use a spectrum of sizes here. I could see anything from small bet yeah. to an over bet. Yeah, I think um, like 
2019 John would have just bet a third here and not had any other <clears throat> not had any other sizes. Um 2023 John I think still only has one size here, but it's uh it's mostly the big size. Mm-hmm. Uh, um I think when I am going to see about this board, you know, I'm probably going to go, you know, the two thirds or three quarters plus size overbet obviously is fine too. I've actually been facing a lot of overbets at 500 zoom on these nine high, 10 high and jack high boards. So um unfortunately it's not a strat that i'm really like know how to play or even play against and i'm, I'm kind of just like working through it right now because I've, I've been facing it so much at 500 zoom so i do not start with an overbet um mostly because i don't really know what i do afterwards <laughs> that's that's a good reason that's a good reason by the way if you're watching on youtube right now um you'll probably notice that when john was saying the year he had looked like he looked down at his clock so that's that's how invested he is in the Wolves. Yeah. He doesn't even know what year it is. Um, has to check his calendar. Uh, so you start out with seventy percent on the flop, and villain raises two point five x, which yeah, looks. I'm pretty sure seventy percent two point five x is one of the sizes that are recommended. It's the norm. So you're feeling maybe like the big wine is probably trending more towards the reg. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I, would, I would definitely trend. Uh, I would definitely imagine that to be the case. I mean, just to, I don't know if this changes your mind at all, but this is, this is min 2x my bet plus two. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it looks like. So it's yeah. min, min plus a click, right? Or, yeah, two big one, two clicks. Yeah. We're playing 500. Yeah. That might, and that, that could very well influence because that's a weird. It's not like <sighs> a reg past the 2.5x hotkey. Yeah, 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 yeah. There, it's like a manual thing. Yeah. Well, who knows? Yeah, I mean, that, that it makes me feel maybe it's like slightly more on the fishy side than than a reg, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Not can't read too much into it. So, this is like pretty much the only decision point in the hand for me that yeah. I wanted to talk about. The I decision. skipped ahead, so I I saw. Yeah, happened. yeah. Do like bet three bet versus uh call. Yeah. Um. You have like a bad card. Yeah, we really want him to have hands like 10 8 of clubs, 7 8 of clubs, 7 5 of clubs. Yeah, those those type of hands. They yeah, do have sorry, 8 5 of clubs. clubs. 8 5 of clubs. Right? Yeah, 8 5 of clubs. They're bigger flush draws, I think. I think trend towards 3 betting pre, but I guess there's yeah. a fair amount of like suited kings in the range. There's probably I think 7 8 suited 3 bets pre sometimes, you know, like yeah. or there's probably 4 5 suited, 3 5 yeah. suited, 3 4 suited that you dominate like the bottom end gut shot and flush draws. I mean, yeah. it's not like, like I, I can't imagine bet three betting, like being, being a bad thing here. Um, they also have like limited good hands. So they have sixes and deuces, probably mm-hmm. like six, nine suited. We have like nine sixes and deuces, all the over pairs. Um, so yeah, like I, I'm leaning towards like your bet three bet, just kind of being the way to go. Okay. It's, this is pretty new for me. Like, thing. Like I, uh, I think last year I wouldn't have even really considered bet through bet. Um, yeah. but I've just been kind of like looking at these spots a little bit more where I see bet the net flush drawing, get check raised. And then I just felt like when I click call in these spots, I'm sort of just playing the rest of the hand on the defensive with like a hand that has like tons and tons of equity. And, you know, sometimes you're just getting bluffed off the nut flush draw by worse flush draws or open enders or gutters or stuff like that. Um, and so I, I just thought like the net flush draw specifically was a hand that I wanted to try experimenting, doing a little bit more bet three betting with, and and was just kind of curious if you thought that this was a you know an appropriate spot for it. And it, it sounds like you like, agree. It, it can't lose, right? Like it, it can't be like losing. So 
the real question is like, is it better than calling? Um, I don't really know the answer to that because (laughs) like bet three bet again, like you said, is it's pretty rare. Yeah. Um, just in general, but I don't know, intuitively it feels totally reasonable and, Okay. Uh, I mean, I would rather not have the eight of clubs, but is that going to swing it to make call better than three bet? Probably not. Like, mm-hmm. but yeah. So I can get on board with bet three bet. Is that it? Is the hand end? Yeah, they just jam. Yeah. Well, oh, top pair. Yeah, you made uh. nice. <laughs> well, yeah, not doing too well against a set of deuces. Yeah. Say love me. Let's go to hand number two. Yeah. By the way, there's two hands before the break. John's packed this one full of hands. I was just like, I think that's also a, good, a really good indicator of how good I'm running. That the biggest pot that I've lost, I mean, I've gotten stacked lots of times for 100 bigs, but the that those are the biggest pots that I've lost are, are 100 bigs. So. That, that is pretty good, actually. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is pretty good, only losing 100 big blinds. Um, so you threw about sixes from the small blind. I assume this is bottom. It's probably the I'm, this is this is Has the lowest pair. Yep, that I'm three betting uh, small blind versus button open. Ooh, cold four from the big blind, small cold four. Ooh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is um, this is got again the conversation about this hand is, is pretty early on. There's not a single hand that I'm folding to this size cold four. When we're, uh, I guess we should mention for the. Uh, for the podcast podcast listener that we're about 250 big blinds yeah. effective with the. Uh, with the big blind and the big blind does the normal cold four size had the button me and the big blind all been a hundred big blinds. This is just like what, what I would have expected. But given that I'm so deep with the big blind, I just can't imagine a single hand that I'm three betting that I'm going to fold for this size. King queen off. Uh, huh? King queen off. That's the one. <laughs> I would fold king queen off. I flop three queens or three Kings or a straight. Like there's so much money behind. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, fine. King queen off. Maybe there's maybe there's like one off suit Broadway, right? But like really, just like you know, pseudo connectors, suited Broadways, suited aces, pocket pairs. Yeah, there's just not hands that you're going to be folding, getting this price at this depth. Like they cold four to one twelve. You three bet to fifty five. So you're getting close to two to one, and you're over two hundred big blinds deep. So yeah, I agree. You're you're not folding here. So in the my question is in the big blinds position, like what what does he prioritize here? Because if he four bets to a bigger size, you know, much bigger than this, then like he's essentially saying he's committing a hundred big blinds because he's not going to fold facing a jam from the uh, from the button. So at some point, you know, at some point you raise so big that you're essentially raising to a hundred big blinds, even though you're not right. Mm-hmm. I think you would just have a you would expand your cold four bet range here from the big blind facing. A uh, button that has a hundred and small blind three bet that has uh, over two hundred. Uh-huh. You know, I, I think you would just cold four bet more hands here, seeing okay. as like you're going to call quite wide, which lets him go. You're, you're going to call quite wide, and you're going to five bet very, very rarely. Um, so, like you know, suited aces, suited connectors, um, suited broadways. I think just all make decent candidates ace queen off pretty easy cold four bet i think okay so your so your solution is not to change the four bet size but to change the range with which you cold four bet yeah i think so that's what i would okay. do and you know kind of 
one of the cons of doing that is that you know does should the button jam it's it's a little bit more painful right if you're cold fouring a wider range that you're planning on uh four bet folding but i'm guessing what you're going to say is that the button jamming is a fairly rare uh occurrence quite a rare quite a rare event because they've not only do they have to worry about the threat of the cold four they've got to worry about the threat of the three bet too sure so like you know they don't they, they just don't, aren't going to get to like jam right right low equity hands it's going to be something like you know if they're feeling frisky jacks plus and ace king more likely queens plus like half mm-hmm. jacks they fold half jacks they jam okay i would imagine okay um so yeah like and the fact that like you're going to call super wide i think from the small blind leads to the big blind in in increasing their their cold format range because sure. sure. they're just going to have more equity against your calling range so you mentioned that you'd be throwing in suited aces, more suited aces into the cold four range. Uh, are there any other kind of big categories of hands that you would start cold fouring in this situation that you wouldn't at 100 big lines? I'm not sure. Most of the suited broadways, like jacked and suited, suited connectors, five, six gotcha. suited, six, seven suited. Um, pocket pairs, I'm less sure about. Maybe like nines plus. Something like that. Okay. Ace queen off, ace king off. I'm pitching ace jack off. I'm pitching king queen off. So, yeah. Okay, so it's really suited connectors and suited ace x. That's like that. And are suited like the all, the, all, all the suited broadways. Like uh, I, I could, right, I could right, right. see like three, four bet, cold four betting like queen ten suited here and jack ten suited and king jack suited and king ten suited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think those hands probably going to be able to turn a profit too. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Wow. Oh. That's pretty good. Oh my God. So you pretty call good. and the flop is four, six, seven with two diamonds, the six, four of diamonds. I think a, maybe like King nine suited might be like kind of the worst hand that I would get in there. For. Yeah. 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 Um, so you check and probably should have considered donking. This is in my peony and one of my peonies actually. And I, and I, I don't know if I thought about it in the back of my head and didn't say it, but I didn't even say out loud that, you know, I was considering donking, but I think that should be a huge consideration on this board. I think so too. I think that like, they should probably just be checking back like most of range. Again, it's going to depend on like their range makeup of their cold four in this exact situation, which is impossible to tell. Like if they have all the suited connectors, then like maybe, you know, maybe they can get away with betting this board a little bit more frequently and a lot more like backdoor hearts and flush draws, but it's just going to depend on like what they're cold for betting with. But I mean, um, I can't imagine this size being the one. Uh, so they cold four, and then they bet like 20% pot ish. They bet 46 into 237. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't really know what to say. Yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, I agree with like everything you said that I think the flop should be heavily checked back. If they are going to see about this flop, I do think that they should probably go larger than this size. Yeah. Um, that's what I assume you're going to say. Yeah, yeah. At the same time, it's tough to blame the big blind for playing this strategy. I, like me, I assume he's played very few cold four pots, 250, 250 big blinds effective online. And then at you know Zoom, you, you have very, very little time to make your decision. So, you know, coming up with a, four bet strategy on the fly while playing other tables and you know in a completely unknown situation yeah it's it's, you know i'm gonna cut him some slack here also you know i have a set so please you definitely want to see the bet i I think donking is 
probably best. Yeah, I agree. Do would you what size would you dong too? Because that's like another thing that would be you know kind of different than usual, given that we are pretty deep. I have no idea. I don't know. But I mean, it's going to be between thirty and fifty. But I'm not exactly sure which one I prefer. Yeah. Um, okay. The greed in me wants to go fifty, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> the greed in me wants to go fifty, although yeah. I don't. So I don't we're saying know. fifty when you say yeah. between thirty and fifty. <laughs> Probably fifty. Yes. Um. Yeah. The rest so of the hand is yeah trivial. Yeah, they yeah. they bet twenty percent pot. You check raise the two ten. You got nine forty four back, and they just rip it. Yeah. Which, and I'm like, please have aces, please have aces. I just don't think you're ever going to see aces here when they jam. <laughs> it's always a flush draw. I mean, it, it's flush draw or combo draw, some kind of equity. Ace five of diamonds. Oh man, that that made me really sad. Okay, I'm hope he doesn't have aces anymore. <laughs> yeah, he has the ace ten of diamonds. So, ah, uh, villain, 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 villain. Can't really blame like the, him, I guess. Uh, what what can he do? I mean, he has the net flush draw, got check raised, and beats a lot of combo draws. Sure, has good equity against whatever, so just yeah. gets gets the jam. They're not flush. Well, you know, sucks to be you, villain. <laughs> Ran into the set, which is probably pretty rare occurrence, considering like you know sixes and sevens is like a very small portion of your range here. Right, right, right. This is like the the worst case scenario for him. Yeah. And the worst case scenario for him is like not even that bad. So right. you do manage to hold though for the podcast listener. Turns an ace, rivers a three. They have ace ten of diamonds. So you scoop a five hundred big blind pot. Yeah. Luckily, you faded it. Else, this would have been the, the, <laughs> the biggest, biggest pot, pot I lost. lost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we would have had to do a different hand for the biggest pot I won. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, good stuff. Um, coming up after the break, John with his. Biggest live poker pot that he's ever played. Biggest yeah. pot, period. Biggest pot, period? Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Stick around. Hard to, it's hard to play bigger than, yeah. yeah. The decision to enter a hand is fundamental to poker strategy. Too tight, and they know what you have. Too loose, and you're easy to run over. Free Flop Bootcamp from Chasing Poker Greatness is a comprehensive guide to locking down your preflop game and creating true range advantage. Eight days of guided training, over 60 optimal ranges, and access to a dedicated community of players that will push your preflop game from a place of weakness to your greatest strength. Go to chasingpokergreatness.com bootcamp. Available now. Before boot camp, I had been playing for maybe 15 years, somewhat seriously, always trying to get better, jumping from learning program to different learning programs and training site to training site. Kind of feeling a little bit lost, not really knowing how to go about getting better. And preflop boot camp just felt like a great starting point, a way for me to to move from being a losing player to, to possibly a winning player. It felt like the right first step. Once you jumped in boot camp, what was your experience like? Well, first off, I realized that I'd been making a lot of mistakes prior to boot camp, kind of learning what rangers should look like and what hands should be played in what situations. You know, it was it was exciting because I 
I could see what other people had been doing to me, what kind of what I had been missing in my game. And then from there, just the whole camaraderie of everybody that's um, signed up, working together, trying to achieve that goal. You know, that, that was fun. That's uh, pushing each other and really helping uh, one another, kind of feeling like you're a part of a team. It was, uh, it was a great experience. I, I enjoyed the process and I learned a lot. What was your experience like playing cards post boot camp? It's a totally different experience. You know, it put me in a position to be successful as opposed to always being behind the eight ball and, and playing catch up. Um, I really feel like it's it's the foundation of, of a solid poker game. And uh, since boot camp, I've been able to, to turn a profit and keep building on what I learned there. You know, being able to go back into the group and uh, re really work together even after boot camp was over, it's it's been awesome. What's your sample size of winning post boot camp? I think I have 70,000 hands played by now. You know, I'm a father and I have a job, so I'm not a, a professional player by any means. That's my sample size. Preflop Bootcamp is the flagship Chasing Poker Greatness training program. If you'd like to dramatically upgrade your preflop game, a new bootcamp launches on the last Saturday of every single month. The price is $199 and your link to join is ChasingPokerGreatness.com slash bootcamp. One more time, that's ChasingPokerGreatness.com slash bootcamp, all one word, or you can click through in the description box of this episode. All right, welcome back. We have this live hand all queued up and looks like you have red aces you know that's the what do they say about aces in live poker you know you either win a small pot or lose a big pot that's that what they if, say that's that's what they say i've, uh, I've, I've heard that let's try to turn that around today let's, let's try to turn it around and see if looks like you have 13k behind villain also has 13k so we're looking at a possible 26k pot if yeah he has me covered i just i have uh, you, yeah, yeah. it's infinite. Um, so you're playing 2040? Yeah, 10, 20, 40 with a $20 big blind ante. Okay. Villain had just sat down at the table maybe 10, 15 a minutes ago. $20, 2040 with a $20 big blind ante? Yeah, so the 40 is a mandatory straddle and there's a big blind ante. Oh, oh I got it. I got it. It's a weird, yeah. weird structure. All right, so open a 3x 120 you have red aces i'm assuming you're gonna three bet to like 400. Ooh, good call uh do you want me to give you like a like a little rundown on who this guy is yeah so he, he had just sat down at the table about 15 minutes prior hadn't really played very many hands um or really any hands of note um kind of younger asian sunglasses beanie couldn't tell if he was a pro or not he had sat down with like somewhere between 25 and 30k i don't know if that makes him trend more towards pro um yeah that's that's about all i had wow thanks for that thanks, juicy, thanks juicy for yeah, thanks for waiting up so i could give you all that thank, thank you for stopping the show so you could say a bunch of things that <laughs> hey look i just i was just <laughs> it's not like a total fish or something you know i guess that's 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 what i wanted to get out get out of the way got it all right the beanie have to mention the beanie sunglasses beanie sunglasses beanie um happy day they four bet to 2k yeah 
and so you're just going to pure call i imagine yep not gonna have a five bet range pretty much ever unless i'm five bet jamming at like 100 bigs effective so gonna pure call here with the aces and try to set the trap yeah um and for the podcast listener again he's 13k deep he three bet to 400 and got four bet to 2000 so he snapped four bet to 2000 when it got back to me he didn't, he didn't even like you know he just waited for everyone to fold in between us and then just boom 2k yeah i think i don't know if that leans towards pro or not by the way yeah I, you think does that make should that make me lean towards five bet mm, possible possible definitely right, right. definitely a reasonable thought yeah, yeah, yeah um but we're here now so you're, you're calling. So basically, if, like, let, me, let me just stop the show again real quick. We interrupted the show to say that you didn't think that villain was a fish, but now there's a serious data point that thinks leads us to believe that maybe. Well, what's wrong with snap, snap formatting the spot? Maybe he's nothing. just so in tune. You know, he just knows his preflop ranges and he just acts really quickly. So, so studied 300 big blinds deep that you know, from 5x, 5x, 4-bet, out of position, 300 big blinds deep, when you open UTG plus one and get 3-bet from the cutoff. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that's the case. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he acted very fast on every street. I'll give him that. Did so, yeah. yeah. Just Maybe he's got a super computer up, up, upstairs, you know? Just... Up his butt, vibrating. <laughs> <laughs> That's downstairs. That's not upstairs. <laughs> Wrong direction. Um, flop is pretty good. I mean, I can't really imagine this board being super threatening. Eight six deuce rainbow. Yeah, really happy. Really happy. They check. Oh, what he checks? Come on, man. That's odd. So SPR is around three. <clears throat> I have so many different conflicting thoughts here. Like, I feel like a quarter is pretty good. I feel like check is pretty good. Um, probably just would lean towards check, though. Yeah, that's what I do. Nice. Check turns a five. Again, pretty non-threatening. Oh, and he goes for the hot button. Oh, my God. I, I just... Uh, just... Vegas in the Mirage? That's That, that was me right here. Just... <laughs> Counting the pot, counting the stack. <laughs> like, uh, my wife needs that new bathroom renovation. 4K. All right. <laughs> so he he snap checks the flop and he snap bets the 4K on the turn. Um, yeah. And no hesitation. I'm guessing you thought for you have to give it 20, 30 second thought before you call the turn. I don't think I even thought that long either. No, I've played. Seconds. Yeah, I. I don't know. Usually, like when I know what I'm doing, I. I don't spend much more time than than I, than I need to. And I don't know. I appreciate playing with people who play fast like this guy, and I'm sure other people <laughs> appreciate it too. So, I'm okay with like maybe giving something away, playing a little bit faster than than I have to. Yeah, the biggest part of your life, and you're worried about spending an extra five seconds thinking. About I didn't know it was going to be the biggest part of my life. I mean. You got a bunch of clues. <laughs> when you call the turn at 12K and you got seven back, that's that. Th these are big data points that you. you so what am I supposed to do? If I think about folding, like what, 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 what should I think about on the turn? Like I would think about what I would do if I had jacks or tens. That's what I would think about. And whatever I would do with jacks and tens is what I would do with aces. 
So that's, that's how I would think about it personally. If you think you're going to take your time and it's going to be relatively painful with Jackson tens, then that's the amount of time I would take with aces. I would just call the turn with Jackson. Tens. Then I guess it's not painful. Yeah. And they jam the river and, Oh, I just like snap, you snap jams the river. I snap, put it in. I can't imagine. Like, how could this be bad? This, and this, then he this, snap turns over his hand. There's no way, right? What the fuck? Oh, oh, this. It's, is- it's rare that I like feel it when I lose a pot. I felt this one. Like, it was. I like. I, he turned over his hand. He's like on the other side of the table, and I had to squint. I was like, "Is that a six? <laughs> yeah. So. For the podcast listener, the rivers pairs the board. It's a six. Eight, six, deuce, turn five, river six. And villain has the six, seven of spades. Ouch. Sorry about the bathroom renovation, sweetheart. Yeah, we're actually renovating this guy's bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> this month. We, we paid for somebody else's renovation. Um, <laughs> Yeah, man, this is this is this is a brutal one. This is a very sad one, and I would say that I would lean towards villain not being a reg. Yeah, yeah. Now I know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, the two K snap, two K pre flop also feels pretty important, but they just knew, you know, they have the six seven of spades and yeah, potted the turn. <sighs> Golly, what a brutal hand, John. That is very sad. I've actually the the three biggest pots I've ever played in my life. I've lost all three, so I don't know if there's <laughs> if there's anything I can learn from from that. I'm just surprised that it wasn't a four liner, and they jam the river, and you just like stare at the board forever, wondering. I've like, snapped oh, on a four liner. I know you would have. I know, and it wouldn't have worked out well. It wouldn't have worked out. <laughs> well, that's life, as they say. Um. Reach into my pockets. Hope I have a couple more flags in there. <laughs> Reload. Yeah. Uh, well, whatever. Time to turn it around and win the next three. No, I, I just like I I like this game lasted like fifteen extra minutes, and I went home and played five hundred Zoom for like three hours. <laughs> I made like two hundred bucks. <laughs> oh, the game broke. Yeah, I mean it didn't it didn't last like super long after this. It, mm. it wasn't like it, it went on and on and on or something. And I just ended up coming home and made a peony and made back like you know, and no, not even ten percent, one percent of what I lost <laughs> in the spot. <laughs> Oofda, yeah. rough one. Well, I think don't have any strategic things to add in this week's episode of Tactical Tuesday. Going to end on a on a sad note, maybe. Maybe later this year we'll have some happy notes. Um, as an aside, you, you also got stacked by Dan Bolzerian recently too, so we haven't. Yeah, that was not a not particularly interesting though. It's just nut flush over second nut flush. Yeah, not interesting to the listeners that you got stacked by the most famous person in poker who has infinite followers. Uh, Let's spend time talking about the beanie that this Asian kid is wearing <laughs> and. Just gloss over it. You know, I, I, I apologize that like the, the 26k pot was the one that I'd rather talk about than the than the 4k pot or the 8k pot or whatever that the other one was. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good episode. I got nothing left. See you next week. Hopefully, next week. if I'm still alive. <laughs>
Thanks for listening to Chasing Poker Greatness. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Go to ChasingPokerGreatness.com to get the newsletter. Join the Greatness Village community, book a coaching session, or dive into the latest data-driven poker courses. Follow the show on Twitter at CPG Podcast.